Welcome back to another episode of On the Trail with the Shuddies. We're your hosts, <laughs> Reagan and Ciara. Yeah. Hope Welcome you're doing back. well. What Thanks are we talking about today? Us. Um, hmm. The van. Something really cool happened mm-hmm. um, yesterday. Yes. God blessed us with um, a very generous yes. young man <laughs> um, <laughs> who's Reagan... Reagan's friend from Boy Scouts? Yes, my um, friend Andrew. I haven't seen him in like five years or something like that, but yeah. um, we were talking about our need for wood, <laughs> and or we were talking about our need for the van uh, uh, repair, mm-hmm. and um, he offered to help with that, and he also offered some wood. Um, that he had scrap wood laying around, um, and yesterday we picked it up, and um, man, shout out to Andrew, he gave us free wood, and um, he also gave us a drill, yeah. a, a power drill, which I'm super excited about, because we didn't have any power tools before that, um, and I was like, how are we going to do work on the van at home when <laughs> we don't have any tools? Um, but that opens up in my mind a lot of freedom. Yeah. Um, to do work on it at home in our parking lot. Um, and he also sent us a little Venmo cash, um, which it was amazing. Um, yeah. I've been getting less hours at work, and so having that come in really, really is helpful. Um, so shout out to him and also to my other friends Andrew and Hayden and Denver and um a couple of regulars at the coffee shop um Clinton and Emily I don't think they listen to the podcast but uh I've told them about the van um we should tell them about the podcast we should tell them about the podcast yeah uh but anyway shout out to them for um offering help with the van yeah. When we talk about the van having issues, like they they reached out to me and were like, "Hey, um, I have some experience." So, uh, it's really helpful um, knowing that we have people we could go to for help for a second opinion. That really helps because, honest, uh, to be honest, like I feel very overwhelmed a lot. Like I have mm-hmm. this idea, it's a great idea, cool idea, um, to to live in a van, build it out, great. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the actual application, I get kind of overwhelmed and I get stuck in my head and I can I can get very lost very quickly so being able to know that there's people I can count on to Mm -hmm. reach out and and get their second opinion um, see what they have to say about it um, really helps yeah really helps a lot so thank you genuinely for offering help Mm -hmm. it really means a lot That being said, <laughs> uh, we now have a van full of scrap wood, <laughs> some plywood, two mm-hmm. F4s, um, and we have a drill and a little bit of extra cash to buy things. So, Ciara, do you want to tell the listeners about what our first step is going to be on the van build? Yeah. Um, so, now that we have the stuff, 
um, which has been such a big blessing. Um, we our first step is getting the um, the foam boards for insulation mm-hmm. for the the floor, the walls, the ceiling um, of the van, <clears throat> and so I think we estimated four or three or four boards, roughly four, four yeah. that would cover the space that we need, mm-hmm. and then some spray adhesive to yep. um, apply um, the the foam boards to mm-hmm. the the van, um, the walls, and everything of the van. And we need to, <coughs> excuse me, we need to vacuum out the van again, probably. Yeah. Because it's been gathering dust and, and dirt. Yeah. That's but that's neither cool. here nor there. Yeah. Um, and also, we, we're not going to do electrical in the van. I don't mm-hmm. know if we mentioned this before, but we decided not to do electrical anything in the van. Mm-hmm. Um, which definitely saves a lot of money and time. And, and complication. Um, uh, so yeah, and it, we just, we're doing that because, um, because we, what is the, why? Because we don't want to deal with the extra. Right. If you want to install electrical in a van, you gotta, you gotta do pretty much, pretty much solar is, Mm -hmm. is the choice or a second, or a second alternator, Mm -hmm. um, on your engine. And, and all of that takes buying, um, converters and, um, some other electrical boxes that um, do stuff with the. I've no, I don't know all the details, and so <laughs> if you can't tell, I don't really know what it all is, <laughs> and so the idea of trying to install it in the van on a yeah. budget is just preposterous. And trying to do it quickly too, because um, at exactly. this point it's the <clears throat> middle of May, and of May. we're our lease is up here. At the end of September, mm-hmm. so um, June, July, August, September. <laughs> That's <laughs> four months. Four months. Um, and uh, yeah, so we we um, we also are planning to function pretty well without having to have electrical in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're gonna make space to cut um, on the ceiling of the mm-hmm. van or on the like the roof um, a vent that's just purely like mm-hmm. just the vent that you can get extra air from um with a little screen on it that's like not even a fan not battery Mm -hmm. powered or anything um and there are some battery powered portable little fans that um, people use for camping or something that we can stick in the van Mm -hmm. too so um and since since this is like obviously we want to we're we're planning to live in the van Mm -hmm. um but we don't know like we don't know if this is, like, how long it's going to be. Like, if it's going to be, like, a six-month right. thing or, like, a two-year mm-hmm. thing or something like that. But I feel like... What would we want it to be? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think last time we talked to you, it was, like, a, about a six-month. Yeah. Six to 12 months tops. Yeah. Before, like, finding a place that we actually want to live around people that we actually... Do you hear that? Hear what? Okay, it's going away. It was like a high-pitched ring. <laughs> Do we need to check your ears? I don't know. We need to check everything on me, honestly. Yikes. I need help. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were we saying? You were talking about 
the ventilation. Oh yeah. Oh, because I was I was gonna say like, we don't want to spend the money right um, and the time to put in electrical and do all the solar stuff mm-hmm. if this ends up being like a year right in the van, like which would be and then, good and convenient for the year. But then like if it ends up sitting and then after a year it sits in a parking lot yeah. somewhere. And we we want to eventually have children mm-hmm. and have family and everything like that. Um, but we don't really know quite when it's going to happen. And, mm-hmm. and um, we also don't have a lot financially to just right. kind of put into that for like a preference for mm-hmm. as far as the electrical and the van goes. So, um, so yeah, mm-hmm. so that's what we want to do. And then we, we have a lot of j- the word that Andrew just gave us. And mm-hmm. then um, we... Uh, I don't know, maybe like a month ago, or yeah. it was like three weeks or something. I'm not good with that. It was a while ago. Um, we got a lot of um, pallets, mm-hmm. like wooden pallets from the dumpster. I still <laughs> never texted that guy back. <gasps> Yikes. <laughs> He's probably not losing sleep over it. No. We were uh, we were breaking down the pallets um, in the parking lot next to our van, which, first of all, the number of people who were gotten nosy... About what we were doing, breaking down pallets, was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, well, we were, let's tell, I was going to tell them, we were, we were breaking down pallets so we could yes. use pallet wood for the van, mm-hmm. since it's free. And then this random guy walks up and he's like, hey, um, I've got a lot of pallets at my place of work. Here's my number. And if you want it, then come get it. Yeah. And it um, was, it was, it was like cool but we were also like we'd been out there mm-hmm. like hand sawing the wood off of the yeah, the things for like two hours and so and we were like i think you're doing like the last one or like there was like I a couple so, yeah. left and he was like i have more like come over this afternoon and we're mm-hmm. like oh yay but also like <laughs> we are so tired pallet wood um is a good resource and it's free but uh what we have to re- what you have to remember is that you're only going to get like three maybe four good planks out right. of a single pallet yeah because especially by the time they're like thrown away they're banged up they're they're scuffed up mm-hmm. um the nails are, are bent and rusty um and then disassembling it all is is a lot kind of destructive to the wood yeah. um so um it takes a lot of work and the the work to yield ratio mm-hmm. <laughs> is is not great for yeah. pallets. So we did we did that that one time, and I don't mm-hmm. think we're gonna do it again. Well, um, we got a good yield. I feel like because we I think we had eight pallets that we yeah got. we had like seven or eight maybe nine pallets. It was yeah. stacked from the bot from the floor to practically the ceiling of the van. Yeah, um, and we ended up getting I didn't count all the the boards, um, and pretty much the the size of them ranged mm-hmm. I would say from like a foot to three feet or yeah, something yeah three feet. um so they're good enough boards and they're mm-hmm. there it's like one what do you think one by two one by three yeah um and we could cut them all down to size but we from like eight or nine pallets we ended mm-hmm. up getting maybe this um what do you think is that okay? i think it's probably 20 to 30 planks you think so i feel like it's like 40 yeah okay well to me, it seemed like enough for the work that we put in. Yeah. And it was all free. And yeah. it, it, the wood was in free. good condition, too. It wasn't, like, rotted or halfway gone or anything. Yeah, we so. picked the good ones. So that's that's good. Yeah. Anyway, we wanted to... Um, we basically are trying to budget this build as much as possible mm-hmm. to be as cheap. Mm-hmm. 
financially cheap or like you know lower cost but like mm-hmm. good quality mm-hmm. as we can um mm-hmm. and i think we're doing a pretty good job of that yeah. now that we have some more wood yeah um that we can and the wood from andrew is going to be super helpful yeah i think w- we could probably take it over to vanessa's place and she could look at it and be like hmm okay i can use this this and this yeah uh, we have a friend, another couple friend. Um, uh, I'm friends with Josh, and uh, I was also friends with. Um, I'm also friends with Vanessa. Um, they live close to where I work, and Vanessa is an architect. Um, she also loves the concept of building out vans, so um, she is super excited to help us out. Um, with the van build um, and I look forward to hearing her opinion on how to design and then build the little like convertible futon mattress situation we're trying to do um, for the bed we have a futon mattress well we talked about this already I think I don't remember we have a futon mattress, queen size futon mattress that uh, we're sitting on right now, actually, <laughs> um, and we want to reuse that in the van, um, so we don't have to buy a new mattress. Um, the thing is, like, we want to have more space in the van, and so we want to have something that can convert into like a sofa, but also can be just a flat bed across the entire back of the van. Yeah. Um, so we'll need her help on that. Uh, her brain power, her visualization power for that. <laughs> but uh, this wood, like the wood that we got, I'm looking at, I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff here. We can use that. Yeah. Um, but the first step is insulation. Insulating the floor, ceiling, walls, uh, putting down wood flooring, mm-hmm. um, which we probably should get a sheet of thinner plywood for the fl- subfloor mm-hmm. um, so that it's not just yeah so this is like one consistent piece of plywood across the whole floor yeah um, uh, Vanessa was saying that we we don't even need the plywood like in between the flooring and the insulation really that's what she was saying I haven't seen that in, like... In between flooring and insulation? Yeah, because I was saying, like, we're going to put the insulation, the foam board, and mm-hmm. then put the plywood, and mm-hmm. then put the little, the little, you know... Vinyl the, strips. Yeah, those. Um, <coughs> and she was like, you probably don't even need the... the really? Plywood. That's what she was saying, but she's never done a van build. True. And, <laughs> and all the ones that we've seen, there's... There's a At least floor. a little. Yeah. And, like, I feel like that would be good for, like, moisture... Possibly, yeah. or, Possibly, or just, like, extra protection or something. Yeah. last thing you'd want is to, like, accidentally spill water on the floor, and it seeps through the floor paneling, and then gets in the foam. And then there's mold! Ew. Oh, baby. There's gonna be mold in the van at some point, and yeah, I just hope you're ready for it. <laughs> Speaking of mold, that is one of the first prep things that we have to do. Um, there's no mold in the van yet, but... The back doors leak. Yeah. And that's no bueno. So yeah. we gotta we gotta get some stuff for that. 
the uh, waterproof and weather seal. Keep a real <laughs> eye on that. That situation. Yeah. All the cracks. Um, okay, what else? Um, when do we want to do this? Tomorrow? You open? I open tomorrow, yeah. Sure. I don't have anything else to do. You don't sound very excited. <laughs> I would love to do it tomorrow. Okay. Cool. <laughs> she just tried to pull a hair off my face, but it was attached. <coughs> Are you good? Sierra's having a little attitude. No, I'm not. Well, something's off, and I can tell. Because I'm a good husband, and I can tell when my wife's attitude suddenly changes. So, you want to talk about it? <laughs> I don't know what's off. I do hear that. Oh, I think they're vacuuming upstairs. <laughs> I think someone's vacuuming. Um, was it um, talking about the van, Bill? Was it talking about, like... Did I cut you off somewhere? That I irritated you? I don't remember. I don't know. Um, I do feel funny, though. You do feel funny. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I just want to talk about something else. Okay. We can do that. Okay. Well, is there something else you'd like to talk about? My insecurities. Your insecurities. <laughs> Okay, let's do it. What are you feeling insecure about right now, Ciara? <laughs> um, my <laughs> my website. Your website. What is it about your website that you feel insecure about? Um. Which, by the way, in case the listeners don't know, Ciara uh, started a website surrounding knitting. She's trying to sell her knitted sweaters and shirts and scarves. So if you want a handmade sweater knitted by Ciara herself, um, go to knitone.shop and check it out. Thank you. That was a really good plug there. (laughs) Um, well, I'm feeling insecure because, um, I, I knew that starting a business or like trying to start something, mm-hmm. um, from like thin air is mm-hmm. like, it's difficult. Um, and I, I guess it, it's just, it just continues to be difficult. Um, right. which is, uh, hard because it's difficult, but, <laughs> um, I mean, I've been, I've been trying to market on Instagram, mm-hmm. which probably most most of the listeners who are listening right now have probably seen the reels that I've made and stuff. Um, so I don't know. It feels like it's not me because that's not my thing, and that's like not what I. This is new to me, mm-hmm. and like doing this, um, and marketing. Mm-hmm. Trying to market and being like, oh, uh, will people like this? How do I, um, like, make it so that people will see it? And, and um, 
go to my website and like order something because mm-hmm. I well I guess I I have fear that it won't work and that I'm like doing what I can to try to make this work and it flops and Shopify ends up charging me more than I'm making and I can't keep it up and everything mm-hmm. and then like of course I'm on Instagram I'm following like other knitters and crochet or people mm-hmm. who um who are like kind of who are doing the thing that I want to do or like their page looks similar to like the stuff that I'm making they're like young 20 something people who mm-hmm. like making <coughs> unique knitted or crochet products mm-hmm. and I'm like yes this is the audience this is my target audience this is who I want to market to and advertise my stuff to because they seem like they would mm-hmm. appreciate what I'm making um and so you know like I'm looking at their page if they have a website I click on their website or their Etsy to kind of like see um like like the motive is to see what something that I'm trying to do like what that would look like in somebody who's doing it so Mm -hmm. that I can get a better idea of like okay what does my shop need or Mm -hmm. what works you know but then what comes with that um automatically is comparison yeah I was just gonna say that looking at other people's stuff is gonna automatically bring comparison and feelings of inadequacy because you're not there exactly already yeah and and one big thing that's just like in my head all the time is the stuff that i'm the stuff that i'm knitting the stuff that i'm making it's all one stitch mm. it's a single stitch single type of stitch which is the most basic stitch of knitting <laughs> and that doesn't help <laughs> like i'm doing the freaking I, I don't even remember what it's called but this is like when somebody te- teaches you how to knit this is the first stitch mm-hmm like the type of the way I'm knitting and there are so many complicated ways to knit and stitch different things but like even that I mean like people who don't knit they're just like uh yarn it's cool I like it I'm wearing it (laughs) um (laughs) but like comparing myself to other people who crochet or people who knit and like seeing that like nobody else is making stuff with this basic stitch (laughs) Like, everywhere I look, it's, like, the more advanced stitches, Mm -hmm. which I don't know if that's, like, just their preference or what. And, I mean, on one hand, it could be, like, uh, well, that's cool because you're making something with a different stitch nobody else is making Mm -hmm. or nobody else that I'm seeing is making. Mm -hmm. But it also, I mean, like, the stitch, it looks cool. It looks, it's, like, I think it looks very smooth. But um, then there's also, you know, the voice that's, like, that's because you're not good enough and you're not mm. smart enough to learn another stitch and like try to make better things. You're just stuck on this level one stitch and you're mm. making different things with it, but you're limiting your ability. And so like that is also a contributor to imposter syndrome, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and I don't know, like the reels that I'm making, it feels weird because I'm, I, I like before when I hit Instagram, mm-hmm. I would I don't know I would post something, and like log off of Instagram and not look at my phone for three days and right. try to be like cool about it and mm-hmm. be like yeah um, <laughs> me and my friends and I'm just I don't care because my muscles and <laughs> I don't care if you like my thing or not whatever and then just be like just kind of 
boogie in the background and like boogie disappear um (laughs) (laughs) and and just kind of be like i'm ciara whatever Mm. this is my little vibe here um and now like when i'm making stuff about like my knitting and like trying to promote it and like the first reel i made i'm like bouncing on the bed and like (laughs) kind of doing like a little dance to make it in it's like upbeat music bright colors um and to anybody, to, like, a stranger who, like, doesn't know me, mm-hmm. and somebody who's just scrolling on Instagram and sees that, they're probably like, oh, that's wicked cool. Cool sweaters. Next. Um, but, like, the people who know me and, like, me, I'm like, oh, this isn't me. This feels really weird and everything. And, like, I'm, like, scrutinizing everything and and judging myself for it. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in reality, if I looked at it through a different lens, I would probably think it's cute and it looks cool. And I did a good job to advertise what I was trying to advertise. Mm-hmm. Um but just that like self-conscious aspect of it um is difficult and 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 it just like makes me think that I'm like what am I doing what am I trying to do this isn't going to work mm-hmm. why don't I just forget about it and go back to being small and like just do my own thing and not trying to get people to look at my stuff um, cuz there's the fear that it's not going to work and I'm just wasting my time and I'm not good enough. Um, if if it doesn't work, do you really think it's a waste of time? Well, I guess not. Like, I've always thought that it's better to try something mm-hmm. so that you, you, you've done it and so that you're not, like, wondering mm-hmm. what would life be like if I didn't try. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe maybe I'm thinking it would be more it would feel more like a waste of effort if it like flopped. But I mean like I don't know. I guess there's probably wouldn't be. What I'm hearing you say is um Is that because you aren't at the same caliber as a lot of other people in your niche? That the things you're doing um, are not going to have the reach and the impact that you're wanting and needing and also... I'm hearing you say that you feel strange and out of place and uncomfortable um, doing what you're doing because it's not something that you've ever done before and you've never associated yourself with this kind of activity like posting reels and stuff. Mm. Um And I I think I would just ask, like, um, if nothing happens, and if, like, people see your reels or whatever, they see your reels, and they see your Instagram posts, and they like it or something, and then there's no traffic to your website, and you make no sales, and all you're doing is just knitting, would you still feel like you're glad that you did it? 
I think after the fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In it, I, I think I would. I would still feel like, this isn't working. Can I do something else or yeah. fix it? Do something better. But, mm-hmm. I mean. If after after three months of of paying mm-hmm. the full forty dollars and nothing is happening and if I decide to shut the website down and stuff mm-hmm. um then I don't know. I, I, I think it would be like a learning experience. Yeah. Um and I would have a couple cool sweaters to wear or like n- the knowledge that like mm-hmm. I have created um, something cool and like yeah. I can make things because I enjoy making it and th- that's what I, I I'm thinking sometimes because some of the things I've seen is like the accounts um, the other knitters or crocheters mm-hmm. they'll just make stuff for their sel- themselves or for a friend mm-hmm. and they'll take pictures of it and then they'll sell like the pattern but they're not worried about like right they're not actually trying to sell product yeah which I'm kind of thinking you know like that could be easier. It would be a lot easier. It would be wicked easy. Yeah. Oh, well, like, not easy, but it would be, like, a lot easier. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's there's less stress of, like, oh, my right. gosh, I have to perfect this. I have to figure out, like, the mm-hmm. size thing. Because, mm-hmm. like, if I'm just making them for my friends and be like, hey, pay me 20 bucks or I'll just give it to you for free or you buy the yarn or something, there's not there's not a lot of other factors. Um, and well, I can just enjoy doing it. Yeah. I guess, th- I guess what I'm trying to get at is that, um, y- y- and the, this this awkward feeling that you feel, and this discomfort that you're feeling is part of the process. Okay, you you have to feel this. Mm-hmm. You have to feel this because, in feeling this, you're going is going to push you to dig deep into yourself, and ask yourself, why am I doing this? And why do I want to do this? And that's why I still am trying to do this myself, even though last year I started, I tried to start an art business, and it flopped. Yeah. That was a flop. That was 100% a flop. And I felt really upset about it for a while. But there's a separation, a delineation between the first effort that I made and a deep core conviction that I want to be an entrepreneur of my own product or of someone else's product just the concept of of entrepreneurship of um of being the one responsible for providing a service or a, a product to other people with with no cap on the value of it you know mm-hmm there's something different. And and the thing is that if you can tap into that core conviction that I want to live life differently, then it doesn't matter how that manifests itself. Yeah. Whether it manifests itself in a knitting business or a wood-burning business or a painting business or if it manifests itself as an affiliate marketer or a dropshipper or whatever it is, the, the, the way it actually happens and the things you physically do don't matter. It's about your core conviction of I am going to take the reins into my hands and 
build this kind of life for myself that's different than going to a nine to five or a hourly wage job working for a boss um letting a company define how valuable i am um this discomfort you feel ciara is it's the training it's it's not the training ground it's it's the force that will challenge you to find that in yourself because if you make it all about the knitting business mm -hmm. then you're going to be constantly living in terror that it's going to flop and then if it does you feel terrible about yourself and your value and your importance in what you do is tied solely to the success or failure of your knitting business yeah and I don't think you really want to do that like I know you and I love you and I don't think that's really how you want to live but that's the way it's going to become if you put all of the um, focus and the value of yourself um, into this business because the real entrepreneur knows that businesses start and they fail all the time yeah it's not about the business it's about your heart and what you're doing yeah and i think you have the heart to do it i just think you're being attacked by the insecurity that says it's about the money it's about the business you put all your effort into this this is the important thing for you. Yeah. And then the, the, um, <clears throat> the, how do I word it? Um, the friend insecurity. <laughs> um, that's something else going on in your life in general. The friend insecurity? I mean, I don't, I don't know how else to word, I don't know what, how to say it, but I want to, you and I have talked about this, where you are married to me, and your life is changing, and your personality is changing, and the things that you value and you do with your life are changed a little bit than what they used to be when all your friends knew you. Oh, yeah. You know. That insecurity. Yes. It is tied to this. Yeah. It is it, it intimately tied to this. And you can't deal with one and not deal with the other. Yeah. They gotta be dealt with both times. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, for, for context to the listeners, um, Ciara, before we met, um, used to project a very different not very, but like a, a pretty different personality she projected um, to the world. And, you know, it wasn't false or anything. It wasn't really a fake persona, um, but she just leaned on a, a few different aspects of her personality. Um, and a lot of it was out of trauma response. Yeah, that's, that's a whole thing. That's a whole thing. Yeah, well, I guess 
If we're gonna talk about it. Well, I was just over overviewing it so that people can understand what I'm talking about. Okay. Well, um, well, I can because it was it was a trauma response and um. It was my trauma response. Let me talk about it. Okay. Thanks. I just want you to get lost in the sauce. I know I do get lost. You, you get lost in the Give sauce. Give me sixty a lot. seconds. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm counting. Okay. Um. Well. <laughs> well, I I used to um kind of be more reliant on like the the parts of my personality that I felt made me strong or like I would call them the more like masculine feeling parts you know like like in the lift weights or be strong and like um be emotionally distant because I wanted to um I wanted to like protect myself from emotional hurt basically this is wicked vulnerable, so I hope you like this podcast. Um, <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, so that's how I, I mean, like a lot of, a lot of my, well, my close friends know more parts of me, but that's more of what I uh, would um, put, uh, what I would broadcast, not be too emotional, not be, not feel like I um, try to project like I didn't care so much because I didn't want to risk getting hurt emotionally because of emotional hurt that I had in my past um and that's a lot different from now um I'm more accepting of those the different emotions not not just allowing myself to feel well I'm almost done okay um not allowing myself to feel only anger and happiness Mm -hmm. like I did before um thank you for counting by the way (laughs) um now I I am being more, um, giving myself more grace and allowing myself to, um, like I would say, bef- uh, how I thought before, now I, I feel a lot softer mm-hmm. um, and a lot kinder to myself and not hard and like mm-hmm. um, distant. Um, and so the insecurity that Reagan's talking about is, you know, um, now that. I'm knitting, and I'm openly knitting. <laughs> you were closeted this, knitter. I was a closeted knitter because <laughs> because I thought that, that it was like too soft or it made me uncool, you know. And mm. I I I hope. How that, long have you been knitting again? Well, consistently, I've been knitting for about a year. But my mom taught me how to knit when I was in like sixth or seventh grade, so I've known how to knit yeah. for a while. But I never. Um, you know, I did it for a little bit and then forgot about mm-hmm. it, like, all through high school. And then, like, I was on Pinterest one day, and I was like, oh, that's a cool sweater. Oh, my gosh, I forgot I could knit. I could knit that. And then I, just, I like, <laughs> did it. And I was like, oh, that's sick. I can mm-hmm. Now I can do this. And then, like, leaned into it. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, before I would, like, how I, how I was um, a couple years ago, um, I would be like, oh, my gosh. If people, if my friends found out I not only knew how to knit, but I enjoyed knitting. <gasps> oh, I would be so, I would, the cool points would go down. Like I, I was like, I have to be tough Ciara, bodybuilder Ciara, mm-hmm. looking all like, you know, like I, my hobbies are drinking protein and doing pushups <laughs> and like yep. playing basketball and getting tattoos or whatever. It's you love know. how you were when I met you. Yeah. And so I'm surprised that you liked me. Um, of course I like you. Thank you. <laughs> You're but now I feel a lot more free because I can, I, I, I don't feel like I have to filter the things that mm-hmm. I like um, or put them into boxes or anything like that. Um, and so. So it's almost like when you entered into a safe 
confident relationship where you felt love and security, suddenly your identity that you'd built from trauma of fear uh, had to go away and you've had to start reshaping your identity and you're still uncomfortable about who that is. Yeah, almost. <laughs> almost? <laughs> yes, actually, that's correct. Is that accurate? That's very not? much accurate, yeah. Okay. I mean, even to, like, things that are kind of stupid, like, I wouldn't get my nails painted because oh, I yeah. thought it was too girly, mm-hmm. even though, like, I wanted to, mm-hmm. or, like, you know, it's it's fine to, yeah. I am a girl, I'm a female, right. and it's fine to, like, nail polish. But you were a girl that got rejected a lot. Yeah. And even, I mean, anybody who likes nail polish, mm-hmm. shoot, paint your nails. But um, <laughs> I, I, I was afraid that that would make me look... Um, weak or something mm-hmm. um and i still have red toenail polish on my my toenails from like it's still there a month ago yeah oh, girl. <laughs> my gosh it clings on the toenail polish stays for her it really does um so yeah i think that closes the chapter of ciara's insecurities for the day <laughs> wait, I'm wait, done. Wait, 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 wait okay okay hang on hang on the reason we have to bring it up it's because you're feeling insecure about your business and what you're doing today. Yeah. And if you aren't willing to dig into your past and see where those past insecurities are coming from, then you're just going to... Here's what probably would happen. If, you would not, if you're not willing to look into your past and see where this fear is stemming from and address it and, and push past it, then what's likely going to happen is your business will flop and you will feel terrible, and you will put it, and you'll you'll try to forget it and treat it like a trauma and ignore it and pretend it never happened and go on with your life. And but guess what? That mm-hmm. process will happen again in the future with something else. Yeah. And so we have to. We I am a huge proponent of looking into your past to see why you react the way you do to things um because there's a reason there's a reason for all of it and i bet you if you took a few minutes today to think about like what insecurity is being hit with this business yeah that we'd be able to pinpoint a location in your past where that trauma occurred. Mm-hmm. And then if we go back to that, if we, if you emotionally go back to that location and take care of your past self, forgive your past self or forgive someone in the past or like encourage and help your past self, then going forward from today, you may not feel the same effects of insecurity so strongly. I think you're right. All those years of, of getting counseling has um, <laughs> turned you into the master, or whatever they say. The, the student the has become the master. Yeah, you're exuding am very I, much am I exuding master therapist energy right now. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. But it's 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 wonderful. It's very helpful, and I'm very thankful yeah. that you're my husband, so that. Mm-hmm. Two hours from now, I can be like, wait, what did you say again? And, like, <laughs> you can help me. That's funny. 
<laughs> yeah, because you are going to forget. Yeah, I'm going to be sitting in the corner wanting donuts and Coca-Cola and mm-hmm. crying. And then you're going to be like, what's wrong, Ciara? And then I'm going to be like, I feel insecure. I don't know what to do. I don't know why I feel so funny. I'm like, we talked about this 30 minutes ago. Yeah. Then you'll play back the podcast for me. Literally. <laughs> With the timestamp and everything. <laughs> I'll bring receipts. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Now can we be done? <laughs> well, let's, let's, we got we to gotta wrap that up somehow. I feel like it's wrapped up. I think the, the comedy wrapped it up. The comedy wrapped Please. it up? The comedy was a coping mechanism. Yeah, well, I gotta cope and and then be fine. We should talk about the van again. Or your insecurities. <laughs> Maybe not your insecurities, but... Um, I'm talking about my insecurities in, the, in not the last episode, but the episode before that, I think. Oh. Remember? Oh. Talk about my fear. That yeah, you did, actually. Work. And that was wonderful. And that was why we were having a bit of a tiff. Because yeah. I was afraid, and you were upset. Yeah, well, th- that was resolved, and you it did was. talk about insecurities. So now it it's did. my turn. I'll title this, Ciara's Insecurities and Past Trauma. <laughs> oh my god. And Van Build Update. And Van Build Update. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... How would we wrap it up? I think the way I would wrap it up is... Say... To the listeners, if you find yourself feeling really emotionally aversive to an acti- to an activity, like you think about doing something and you're like, and like mm-hmm. emotionally you just, I can't do that. I, I hate that. I don't want to do that. Um, even if there is an apparent reason or you, there is an obvious reason of like, oh, I just hate that person that shows up. I don't know why. I just hate that person. Um. Or like, oh, I just hate doing that. Um, I recommend you take from Ciara's example <laughs> and follow her vulnerability and practice that vulnerability with yourself and maybe with um, a therapist or a, a trusted counselor, counselor friend that you might have um, and try to dig into, like... I'm feeling this way because of a pain that happened in the past. Almost every like negative habit or action in your life is st- usually stems from a trauma or a hurt that is unresolved. I have been coming to learn that in the last couple of years about myself, about other people. When you examine what people are doing, why people do what they do, why people say what they say, like, no, that person is not just a jerk. Like, they're a jerk in this specific way because of a reason. Um, I 100% recommend that you guys think about your heart and, like, get in there, get up all in there, and, like, we'll think about your memories, and, like, what happened here, and how did that make me feel, and, like, mm-hmm. why do I feel this way about a similar activity, you know, and, and, like, write it down, and, like, try to make a timeline of what happened, and, and what it made you feel, um, and I, I betcha that you will come to some interesting conclusions, um, 
it makes some interesting discoveries about yourself and about why you feel what you feel. Um, you'll make some connections of like, oh yeah, I find it so annoying. I have such a pet peeve around this because someone really hurt me in a mm -hmm. similar area years ago. Yeah. You know? Um, so that's my takeaway from, from this. And I will obviously off air. We'll be continuing to support and encourage and talk to Ciara about this <laughs> um, and about her, her business. Um, I think, Ciara, for you, with this business and security, um, my, my advice would be, if you want my advice. Um, sure, I'll take it. It would be to don't focus so hard on the business and whether or not the business succeeds or fails um, I would I would encourage you to focus on why you want to do the business in the first place why you want to make sales mm -hmm. and what it is that you're actually passionate about doing and lean into that put aside the thought of oh well what if what if nobody buys anything you know put aside the thought of like well, what if none of this works like do your best to put aside that and and not even put it if you can't put it aside like <laughs> I heard Tim Ross say today like um, if you can't do it bravely do it scared hmm. but just do it yeah like it's okay to do it scared it's okay to do it insecure your insecurity is not justification for inaction that's good that's Bard right now. That's really good. <laughs> As it was coming out, I was like, oh, this is going to hit different. <laughs> Your insecurity is not justification for inaction. Mm -hmm. And that's speaking to me, too. I mean, I, I, I have things in my life, um, in my in my business endeavors, um, starting dropshipping stores, uh, stores, plural. <laughs> I have one store. <laughs> um, I have a dropshipping store, and then I tried to start up a Shopify store um, with my art, and has gotten no no traction. Mm -hmm. um, but what's giving me freedom is realizing that truth that my insecurity does not justify my inaction. Like I can be insecure. That's cool. Do it. Yeah. I mean, it's not cool. It sucks. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. But regardless of that you still have the responsibility to take action. Yeah. And maybe that means taking action in a way that is small and is easier to do, like recording a podcast. <laughs> it's relatively easy for us to do this, and it's really relatively easy for us to edit it and post it. Um, it's just enjoyable to sit here and talk about this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I find a lot of thrill out of it, and if nobody was listening to the podcast I'd still enjoy doing it yeah um but by doing this it gives me momentum emotionally to like okay yeah you know what? I could probably take some actions in this area that I do feel insecure about mm -hmm. like doing Pinterest marketing um I need I need to get into that and I need to do that um so yeah that's my takeaway from our conversation thank you for your vulnerability. You're welcome. You are a blessing. And I'm sure you'll be a blessing to many people listening. 
Um, and I support you and I love you and I'm with you. And no matter what happens with your business or with anything like that, I still love you and I'm here for you. Thanks, Raven. You're welcome. I appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> so, your insecurity is not justification for inaction. Yes. Maybe we should, maybe that should be the title. <laughs> maybe. The podcast. Or just a hidden gem. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, I feel comfortable wrapping up there. <laughs> the whole thing? Like the whole podcast? Or the whole episode? At least this topic. Okay, I yeah. don't know what else we wanted to talk. We we really just wanted to talk about the van build. Shout out Andrew for the drill and the wood. Yes, Andrew and is the gift for that. Um, With his sunglasses on. It's <laughs> 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 uh, funny. Um, and then this sort of insecurity conversation popped up again. Yeah. So sorry, I, d- I just couldn't keep it in. No, no, I it's, had to it's say fine. something. <laughs> it, needs, it needs to be addressed. Yeah, because the last thing I would want is to become another van lifer that doesn't talk about how difficult emotionally it is to do this. That's true. I think I think we're gearing up to to be a good mm-hmm. um, to talk about that very organically and naturally mm-hmm. when that comes up. Yeah. The the fears that we feel about not having a constant home base to be able to return to at any time. Yeah. Um the worries we have that the income stream is not gonna be good enough. You know. We 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 need to establish a uh, environment of vulnerability and love and acceptance in that vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Because that's what makes it stronger. Yeah. So. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about on today's podcast? Mm, um, one more thing. Okay. So, I don't know if Reagan knows this. But what do I not? I I, I live with you. How do I not know this? <laughs> but we've kind of been playing around with the idea of getting a fan cat. You've mentioned it twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, You've mentioned it twice, and the first episode was about a dog, a van I know, dog. I know. So, but still, I think I think the lesson here is that there's a lesson. I want a pet. <laughs> I think that's the big takeaway. You just need a fluffy creature to love. But how cute would a little van kitty be? Like a little black one with white on it, and just like chilling in the van. Van kittens do well. They do? Yeah. How do you know this? I've seen videos. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I support it. I love cats. Um, I don't love how cats smell. Ooh. The litter box is always the worst. Um, But, um, yeah, you know, let's, uh, let's keep that idea on the table. Okay. I wouldn't mind it. Would you mind a dog less? Or more? Or less? 
<laughs> <laughs> the mental gymnastics you just went through. Um, I feel like a dog might actually be better because you can, like, he can use the facilities outside the van. See, this is my strategy, folks. At the end of the day, we come back to a dog. But I, I prefer cats, so I think a cat would be better. Ugh. I want a pit bull. You want a pit bull? I want a pit bull. You do? Yeah, they're so cute. Well, we have it on record. Reagan wants a pit bull. So when we when we finally get one, I'll we'll be right in the shutting. Yeah, household. but it's gotta be a. It's got to be a good pit bull. Pit bulls are wonderful. <sighs> no, they're not. <gasps> not that's all a hot pit, take. Not all pit bulls are created equal. Well, yeah, but we could find one. That's a good one. We'll name it Terry. <laughs> when did we talk about this? I just... Maybe I'm just thinking about P. Terry's. I think you're just thinking about <laughs> P. Terry's. Are you hungry? Possibly. There it is. Siarga's gets hangry. <sighs> She gets hangry real bad. Yeah, let's just expose me while we have this episode up. Mm-hmm. I'm insecure. I'm hungry. You know, I feel like you're not in the minority here. Yeah, I'm probably in the majority. <laughs> I'm currently wearing a a knit tank top that I made yesterday mm-hmm. that I've been working on for like a week. And mm-hmm. it like did not come out the way I wanted it to. And so I had to... DIY just the freaking thing. You know, that could be adding to your insecurity. Yeah, and I'm wearing it, trying to make it work, and, like, it's kind of working, it's kind of cute, but it's also not. Are you trying to convince yourself that it's... I'm trying... Yeah, because I put so much work into... It's not working. It's not working. It's just not working. (laughs) No. So I'm taking it off. I'm going to rip it off after this podcast and put on a normal shirt. Listen. But that's adding to my insecurity, because I put a lot of work into this, and it just didn't come out. You know, sometimes that happens. It does happen sometimes. Sometimes you put a lot of work and a lot of heart into something and it doesn't come out the way you wanted it to. Yeah. But I hope that you have enough self-love and self-value that you say, okay, that didn't work out the way I wanted to and that's disappointing, but I am still important and I'm still valuable and it was not a waste of time and it was not a waste of thread Mm. and you're still valuable and important and your knitting is still good thank you Regan maybe that's what you needed to hear today yeah it really is that's why I married you (laughs) oh you're so encouraging thank you you're welcome you ready to sign off yes okay you have a little bit of brown in your eyes really yeah they're like blue but then Right next, on the outside of your um, pupil, there's a little bit of brown. Cool. That's very cool. This just in, (laughs) this European white boy has a little bit of brown in his eyes. (laughs) Anyway, y'all have a great day. Thanks Uh, for listening. Thanks for listening to today's ramble on the trail with the shuddies. Peace out. (laughs) 